You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. Is it important to have some credibility out there and you're putting out stuff, but you can quickly do that by putting yourself out on social media. Like you can quickly shoot a bunch of videos, but a a lot of coaches will spend a lot of their time and just doing all these little things, website, logo and stuff. And it doesn't work. And the reason why I know this, it doesn't work is because I did the same thing and I made a crappy website. I spent a couple of weeks on it and I know coaches spend months on it. And then I realized that first of all, I never used that website because it wasn't fully functional. I just had a bunch of text in it. That, yeah. Like I, the buttons didn't work very well. I had already hit my first six figure before I actually paid somebody to build my website properly. The, uh, and, and that's when I literally went to a person I'm like, can you make this functional? Because <laughs> it doesn't actually <laughs> and, and he was laughing. He's like, well, at least you make money. <laughs> well, and if you have this big fancy website, you actually need people to go to your website. And really, and and I would say, even in my own experience, like I, I have built courses, I have built a bunch of stuff and then I'm like, okay, now I can market it. Now I can try to get people in there. And then I find out maybe that I realized that I didn't build it quite in a way that made sense or it, it just, it's, I, I have spent and wasted a lot of time on things that ended up not going anywhere because I built it first and then tried to get people into it. And entrepreneurship and coaching as an entrepreneur is still a process of trying and refining, trying and refining. And if you try too much and do too much without an opportunity to pause and refine, you are going to spend a lot of time and waste a lot of time. And all you really need, in my opinion, is like update your Facebook to make sure, you know, and maybe your LinkedIn or whatever social media platforms you want. Have a few posts that say, that talk about coaching, a video that talks about coaching, you know, in your little description under your name, make sure that you put something about being a coach there because people are probably going to look you up in these mediums before they really care about some big fancy website. So that's just a simple way, you know, five, 10 minutes and boom, you can kind of be done with some of that social proof stuff. Yeah. And then what I would encourage people to do is just Google their name. Like it, even if you Google it, one of the first things that will show up is this, your social media presence. My website shows up and because it's been there for, for a little bit, but most of the dominant posts are from my social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the videos, quotes, everything show up there. And so even if people go to Google you, they will find you somewhere. And, and it's, it's, it, I, I like what Sherry said is just make sure people know that you're a coach. Like I, I talk, um, I'm talking to a lot of coaches just just because I have I'm in charge of the outreach at CMC, so I'm reaching out to a lot of coaches. Whenever I go to their profile, I have no idea what they do. Yes, uh, like you, I can't tell if they're a coach. Sometimes I will see some quotes or videos on their profile, but it's somebody else's shared thing. I have no idea what they do. So it's this like if a potential client is coming to your page, they don't know what you're doing either. And so if you're offering something, they have no idea. Of, if you take this sincerely, if you take this as a part of what you're doing, even if you're doing it part-time, you need to have something around. It. And I, so yesterday I had a conversation and this is very important. I had a conversation with the, with a coach and also somebody who's starting a business as well. And when I, 
and the coach was doing a lot of online stuff. Like he was actually putting out videos and doing an outreach, outreach messaging, but he wasn't getting a lot of responses. Like he had messaged 10, 15 or so people in the past month uh, and had started a conversation, which is one step up because most coaches w- wouldn't even do that. And so that was really cool. But then I, I asked him, I was like, okay, so you're not getting the response right now because you're working through how you're connecting with people online and you're building credibility. And normally with marketing, you need to establish a little bit of trust before people will even have a conversation with you or want to jump on a call with you. Some people might, but most people will need to see, like they need to have a lot of exposure to. So I asked him like, what, what else? What's one, one or two things you've been avoiding that you know will get you in front of people? Like we'll get you in front of people and you will connect with them right away. It'll give you an opportunity to connect and coach them and move forward. And I, as soon as I asked the question, he hesitated. Like I could tell his body language changed. He knew. <laughs> you know that I knew he knew what to do. And he's like, you know, I feel like it's easy for me to reach out to people I don't know. So he was trying to go out in the dark, find cold people. And, and this is very natural. Cold traffic takes a little bit of time to warm up to you. Yes. But I'm like, okay, so who what are you involved in? And he's like, well, I'm involved in my community. He had actually had a nonprofit organization. He was helping people for the past 10 years. Wow. Uh, what could you do in those areas? It's like, I could actually do a group session for people. I could do a talk. And like, could you go to your community and do the same thing? And he's like, he was hesitating. I'm like, what's the hesitation around? He's like, well, people know me. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> I need to know you for this thing. And, and it was funny, by the end of the conversation, he, as he kind of went through the emotions of hesitation, fear, and all that stuff, he was actually excited about it. He was nervous. He was still nervous about it. He's like, it's a big leap. And, and he's part of one, one of our community members. But I made him a promise. I'm like, you find where you're going to speak. I'll help you build the plan. Because he kept saying, well, I don't know what to exactly to put in. Like, I can help you do that. Can you find somewhere where you can book on the calendar and do it? So here's what ends up happening. The reason why I push him there is uh, challenge him to go there. Most of my clients that have come up, I've spoken somewhere, like interacted with people. Yeah. So it's either like in a meetup where I've gone and done, actually done a coaching session with, with a group of people. I, I did that last week. It was 100 plus investors. I did a live coaching session for them. Now that gave me quite a few leads. Now they're warmer leads because they've already gotten value. So that becomes much easier for me to take them towards a high ticket program. But if I were to just put content out on the internet, they've never interacted with me. That takes a little bit of time to move forward. So yeah. like scary things that coaches don't do. These are the things that actually move you forward. And they're actually pretty straightforward. They're not complicated. Yeah. What do you so, think, Sherry? Absolutely. So the, the top, well, one of the top three mistakes is feeling like you have to get everything perfected in the way the business looks and might run before you actually start reaching out to people. And Faisal, I think you said, <clears throat> so I really or brought out a really important perspective. And that is, and as you were talking about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've totally, totally felt that way, where I don't reach out to the people I'm closest to or have the best relationship, which is really asinine, right? Because we know that the more that people trust us, the more that they will use us, you know, in business and will want to work with us. But there's this fear that we can get that because we know them, what if we aren't as good as we want to be or all of these fears and insecurities we have 
bubble up to the surface and then keep us from actually reaching out to the people that make the most sense to reach out to. So there's this really weird thing with that. And so I'm, I'm glad you brought that out. It's, I certainly can buy with that as you were talking about that. Yeah. And, and so I actually talked to another coach. I'm talking to a lot of coaches. Easy. So, <laughs> and, and she has been making a lot of creating, creating a lot of movements and she's been pretty much reading every coaching book that was like really good. Like she's the kind of person who will move around this stuff. And we were talking about this. I'm like, you know what? She's like, I don't know why, what, what she forgot like her own journey because she, because I've seen her from the beginning, how she's grown. And, and he's like, I don't know what prevents some of these coaches to not do, do that. I'm like, well, it's fear. And, but what I'm more specifically, I said, well, it takes courage to actually show up to, in front of people. And she kind of stepped back. She's like, I don't think it takes courage. And like, okay. It's like, it doesn't take courage to ask people a few questions. And I'm like, no, 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 that part doesn't take courage. Getting over ourselves takes courage. <laughs> it's yeah. all about ourselves. Like, like you said, it's like, we don't want to appear a certain way because our, like our, forget that our whether we like it or not our reputation matters like not just in terms of like business and other things we're a social species we work by reputation like we have a whether you like it or not you are known for something it could be positive or negative you're known for patterns right and we know that in business once you develop a reputation you're known for that and and people kind of perceive you ahead of time your reputation precedes you so we are subconsciously aware of this stuff. But now when we're kind of doing a new thing, we don't feel confident, which leads to this second part of what we were going to talk about is that when you don't feel confidence in what you were saying, first of all, fear doesn't mean you don't take action. Fear just means that, okay, that this, is the, this is the thing that you're nervous about. And this is the thing that's likely going to take you out of your comfort zone. Yes. But then there's the background of how confident do you feel about your competency as a coach? Can you go and stand in front of a crowd, whether it's five people, 10 people, or 20 people, or one person, can you deliver with value? Can you be confident in what you're doing? Now, I want to give a caveat because no matter how good you get as a coach, like at least at this point, even when I was doing this talk, not talk like coaching session this past weekend, I, I know my mind went through these thoughts of like, holy shit, what if this doesn't work? Like, I've done this so many times. What if it's the same people that show up? What if like, okay, stop this. I've done this before. It works. Let me go through it. Every time I go through, I'm like, oh, that's why I do it. <laughs> it actually has an impact. <laughs> yes. So remembering that you will always have like thoughts around, oh, you, uh, that this might not go as well. And that actually means that you care, that you want it to go well. But yeah. then underneath that, do you, f- do you have the competency to do this? And initially, as coaches are starting, there's not a lot of confidence because there's n- not actually a lot of competency. And you can't actually get competency by reading things and learning things. You have to actually jump into the work. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that is the antidote for the first mistake. Instead of spending all this time building what you think is this amazing, solid foundation for your business, if you're spending all the time and money on a website, as an example, that foundation, you're, you don't have any materials then to build on top of that foundation. It's, it's just a foundation. And so the foundation really needs to be having those conversations, doing those coaching opportunities, creating coaching opportunities. Even if you don't feel like, you know, what the crap you're doing, even if you're like super nervous and you're like, oh my God, I've never done this before. You know, as as Brene Brown would say, lean into it, lean into the vulnerability because that's where the growth happens. And that's where you are going to build your actual foundation 
that then all the marketing stuff goes on top of because you have, you know, if you know that what you're doing is working and you have confidence in some level of competence, then your marketing will work. If you're marketing something that you have no idea is going to actually impact people, I've experienced this. Like we built, my husband and I built a, a mastermind around real estate investing and I, we spent like a year marketing it, but I was so unsure of the mastermind itself because I didn't feel like the content kind of rhythm that we had created and all like there was still some confusion and I wasn't really confident in it. I was like, ah, and so because I had that internal turmoil, I didn't market it well. I couldn't speak very confidently to it. But once I start, we started doing it and then we got clarity and I got clarity. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I love doing in that. And this is what I'm not liking. This is getting received better than this. Like we didn't have this huge, big mastermind, but we had enough people to just get a little bit of feedback as we're going. And now things are very different and I feel very different. So it's, you've just got to do the work, even if it's super tiny and feels super small and insignificant, it's not insignificant in your growth. Yeah, it definitely is. And I love what you said. And, and I want to kind of touch on something because a lot of coaches, they kind of come from the personal development work. So they read a lot of books on personal development. And a lot of times when I'm asking coaches, like, what do you love? And one of the objections I was brought up in, which was my objection as well, as I was starting out is, why should somebody look at my marketing versus, let's say, Brendan Burchard or Rich Litvin? Surely their content is much better because they have done it for so long. Yeah. And I believe that because I, I listen to their content. It's really good. And and like that that question actually stumped me for a while. I'm like, what? Because one of my friends asked me, well, like, well, why should somebody watch you or listen to you versus something? I think he was just trying to get me to think about it, but it just completely blocked me for about a year. <laughs> but they should be listening to them. <laughs> I should be sending them their stuff. But then what, what kind of hit me is that we're not, if you look at it from a, like a market value standpoint, they definitely bring a lot more value as you come into the marketplace versus they've already talked about most of the topics you even talk. They've already trained people on that. They already have seminars and events and all sorts of stuff. So you cannot compete with that. But there's one area you can, this is what gives you an edge as a coach. It's not the personal development teaching. So that will be part of it. Like you're going to teach people some things about productivity or their relationship stuff and it'll have sort of your take on it that's fine that's just for people to understand your thought process and gain some value and stuff like that but you're not going to have a large following in the beginning anything like that but what ends up happening is that the thing that they will get value from you that they will not get value from rich Litvin or or vision Lakiani or brennan burchard tony robbins any of these guys because they cannot get on a call with brennan burchard Mm. cannot walk them through that process you can't even do that in a small group the only place they could potentially do that is in a big event with yeah. three two thousand people so you have an advantage that they don't have you have the advantage of focus presence and experience and that's what gives you that's why i like one-on-one -on -one and small groups so much better than bigger trainings because you can really serve people at a close quarter. The only time people can get access to them there is if they end up paying about $50,000, $100,000, and, and maybe a million dollars for some of their programs to be part of. And if you're starting out, a lot of people would want to come to you. 
especially if you're confident as that you're going to be able to serve them. And over time, as you kind of do this, you find your own niche and then that separates you more and more from them because your, your coaching will not be like, yeah. This is why coaching is really different from the personal development training. I don't, I don't really think of training as the thing that we do. That's just a small part of it, but a huge part of it is us taking clients through the experience of coaching. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 